Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find a full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music. Welcome to the Country Music Talk podcast. I'm Ginny Longden. You can catch me on Absolute Radio Country. Just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. Download the free Absolute Radio app or find us on DAB Radio in the UK. Now, the Long Road Festival is the UK's largest outdoor celebration of country music, bringing some of the biggest and most exciting names in the genre together for a weekend of country, roots and Americana in the beautiful Leicestershire countryside. This year, I was lucky enough to sit down on a hay bale with the artist for a chat. Here's what happened. This is the Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. It's Jenny Longden on Absolute Radio Country, and I'm excited to be talking to this incredible artist backstage at the Long Road Festival. Hello, Kaylee Hammer. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. We just got here. We ran off out of the van, and now we are here. So I'm very excited for this. I have not got to explore yet, but everyone has been telling me for weeks now of all the different stages and where I need to go. So I got some exploring to do after my set. There's a lot to explore here. Yeah. So how does it feel to be in the UK? Oh, it's amazing. Um, It's one of those things where I love it so much. I'm staying for a couple more weeks just for enjoyment. you don't really do that when you're playing in Indiana or Ohio, you know. Um, but when I come here, I want to stay for a long, long time. So I don't know. It's it's always a blessing because as a small child that grew up in South Georgia, I never thought I'd get to even come over here at all for vacation even. Yeah. But being able to come here and play music, country music specifically for people, it's beautiful because there's a genuine love for country music here. There really is. What do you think to the UK fans then at your shows? Oh, gosh. The first night we were in Glasgow, and I'll be honest, we were working off monitors. It was really loud. Um, I could barely hear anything. The drummer could barely hear anything, but we were really rough. Um, It was not a good show, in my opinion. But I just said to the stage, um, I said to the crowd, I was like, you know, thank you so much for letting me be human and being vulnerable and messing up and still being kind to me. And... That was the craziest crowd I've ever sang to. I've never had an entire crowd know every single word to a song. And I mean every single song I've ever put out. Yeah. I mean, almost weird. I was waiting for Ashton Kutcher to come out and be like, you've been punked. These are all paid actors. How do you feel now? You know, I was like, I can't let it soak in because this may not be real. Wow, that's awesome. It's, it's amazing. There's a reason why all of us are just so happy to be over here. Mm-hmm. And it's because of the people. Yeah, you were at C2C as well, weren't you? You've done C2C. Yes, I was. Did you enjoy I was that? at the 2021. Yes. And then it got, you know, we all got shipped back really, really quick. That's but, right. Um, yes, this year it was unreal. And kind of getting to uh, come in, I made some friends in different cities and brought some bands on stage. And, you know, now I'm reconnecting with all those people when I come back. And that's special. That is, that's cool. I like that. And you're also really good friends with Luke Bryan. Is that true? Yes. I mean, I guess I'd consider him a friend. (laughs) (laughs) How has that come about? So uh, my dad is a well driller, water well driller. And uh, he drilled the wells for the Bryan's and for the city of Leesburg. And Luke Bryan's mama is named Miss LeClaire. She lives in Leesburg. She worked for the, uh, at the city hall. Uh, One day my dad asked her a question and just said, as the mother of someone who's very successful in music, to a father of someone wanting to get into this, what do you suggest 
we do, you know, do you have any advice? And she said, I know your daughter, I've heard of her, tell her to come see me. So I burnt songs onto a CD, I wrote in the best font I could in Sharpie on it, the names of these songs and my name, and I went over to the town hall and I gave it to her and she smoked a cigarette outside of the town hall and we watched peanut trucks pass by as the peanut dust flew off the top and I just wondered, what in the world am I doing here? A few months later, I don't remember what I was mad about, but I was mad about something. And my thing is, if I get mad about something, I go pull weeds. And so I was outside yanking weeds up and I got a call from a number and he said, is this Kaylee? And I said, yeah, who's this? And he goes, this is Luke. And I went, well, Luke, I'm from South Georgia. I know 58 Lukes, which one are you? <laughs> and he, he kind of just was silent for a second. And he goes, Brian? It's, I mean, I opened my mouth and inserted a shoe store. So, um, anyway. Did you think it was Ashton Kutcher again? <laughs> I'm just waiting for that jerk to walk out of the woods and tell me, like, this actually isn't your life. It's all a dream. We faked that. No, um, Luke Bryan said, you need to move to Nashville. And I said, I don't think I'm ready yet. I think I need to build a fan base like you. And he goes, I don't know if you're real smart or real stupid for not listening to me, but I hope you let me know when you move to Nashville. And I didn't let him know because I'm prideful and I was like, he'll know about me when he's supposed to know about me if I move to town. So I didn't tell him. And then a few years later, he asked me on tour once I'm signed at Capitol Records. He called me and persuaded me to go to Capitol. Um, and anyways, yeah, it's, it's so cool. It's such a full circle to get to be up there with somebody that... I mean, he goes into a party and he'll go, Ellaville, Ellaville. And I'm like, Leesburg. It's just nice to have somebody that knows my home. And um, I just will never forget the day that he said in an interview that I guess the reason there's so many Georgia musicians is something in the water because my daddy cut that out and framed it and put it in his well shop. So anyways, uh, my dad likes to say it's something in the water back there that connects us all. Oh, I love that. That was like a Story. That was like a storybook story. Book story. <laughs> I love that. Um, now, your debut album, If It Wasn't For You, tell me a little bit about that, the process of writing it. Well, um, it came together in 2017. I was a staff writer uh, at Universal, and I was trying to write for other people when my house burned down. I was on a writer's retreat with Tennille Towns. It was the first time I had ever met her, and that's how we became close friends was she consoled me through it. Uh, Brothers Osborne and them were there. I'd never met any of them. Um, and I flew back a couple hours to get to the house and go through what was left with my family and my friends. And I'll be honest, I couldn't afford therapy, so I went into songwriting sessions, and I was like, well, listen to this. And I would tell them about whatever it was that I was struggling with, and we started just slowly writing them. I didn't have a budget more than $500 for each song, so me and my best friend went in, and we either made the sounds ourselves or begged friends to come in and play for liquor. Wow. And then, um, yeah, so I created four or five of those songs. Then I went in and um, kind of got into a bidding war in Nashville, and. Um, decided to go to Capitol because that was the one label as a child I'll always remember the name of and I was like yeah I want to be at Capitol so um, brought those songs in finally got a budget got to go in and track stuff in a uh, more progressive manner and really just dove into the post-production I'm really big on uh, creating little pad parts finding little ear candy places that I can add something and um, letting my co-producer kind of tame me. I like to be wild and figure out all the different pieces and then we can go back in both as editors together and take the pieces that are truly special and use them. So um, honestly it was such a 
a wild journey of making that album, but I just knew that I wanted something that meant something. I wanted to dedicate that first album to the listeners because if it wasn't for you, if it wasn't for every person that believed in me, I would never be able to do this. Doesn't matter if I doesn't matter if I'd be the most talented person in the world if no one believed yeah. and no one gave my music a chance, none of it would matter or add up. Mm. And so I wanted to dedicate it to the listeners and I did and um, I had a good time writing it and now I'm finishing up this next album and it's, it's so wild to me to think when that first album came out, it was everything, you know, mm -hmm. it was the only introduction I had to people. And now I have a second, uh, I guess, wave of stories I can tell. Tell me a bit about that then. I'm very excited for it. Um, I've gotten with a friend of mine, we're going in soon, John Osborne from Brothers Osborne. And we haven't tracked anything yet, but we've been talking as I've been over here about different songs and I just love him genuinely. We were on tour um, and one day I just asked on the bus, I was like, would you want to produce something together and just see what happens? Because we worked together on Lindyville, he produced that record. And going in to sing with him was just so easy and effortless. Writing with John is effortless. Performing with him is effortless and I just thought, what would it be like if two artists got together and produced something? Um, I'm really excited for it. We're still finishing up a couple, but really this next record is going to be kind of a bed of roses. And the roses are love songs and the thorns are the sad songs and the lessons you learn to be careful along the way. And um, life is the bed you make and mine, I've made a bed of roses. Amazing. And you, there was lots of collabs before. Let's talk about those. So Ribber yes. McIntyre for a start. How did that come about? Okay. If there's one thing you take from this interview or you take from me, I always say it in my shows. The one thing is, if you never ask, the answer is always no. The answer will forever and always be no if you never ask a question. I found out that Reba liked the record um, and liked my voice and my manager said, give me a big wish. Who's somebody that you would never imagine would sing with you but you'd love to work with? And I said, well, I wrote Redhead for my redheaded cousin that kind of raised me and I said, I want the queen of redheads on Redhead then, you know, to honor. And yeah, turns out that my manager sent it to her manager. Her manager played it for her. She said she liked it. My manager asked, well, would she sing on it? And she said, well, tell Kaylee to tell me what verse. And so she came in and sang it, and she is, oh, have you ever met Reba? No. She is such a pro, but she's also that mixture of the Reba show. She's very warm and inviting, but also she has this aura of just like, such a professional businesswoman. You take her extremely seriously, even if she wasn't Reba, she has that aura, but also this warmth and softness that you don't really see paired together much. and. Oh, she's a dream lady. I just want to be her, so. I love that. I love hearing that as well, because you never really want to ask, because you think, oh gosh, what if, you know, they're not that great, and okay. you've loved them for all these years, but no, no, no. Let me tell you, Reba, <laughs> kind. Alan Jackson, very sweet. A little quiet at first, very sweet. Um, Chris Stapleton, same way, very quiet at first, extremely nice man, and even though I'm younger than him, he always will say yes, ma'am, and I think that's so cute. Um, who else? Who else? Ashley McBride, you could call her, I mean, in any state of emergency, her and Tennille Towns, they're people you can depend and trust on. Lainey Wilson, a dream human being. I mean, honestly, I can't tell you one person that, um, that I really dislike. And I couldn't tell you anyway, so <laughs> here we go. But those people, they're dope. They're dope. Invite them all to your party. <laughs> um, your latest single, That Dog, is out now. Tell us all about that then. So um, honestly, I think the worst part of some of my breakups is leaving the dog behind. 
And yeah, there's been some great dogs and bad men in my life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> decent men, but not great. Not as great as their dog. Sure. And then, anyways, um, I also think it tells you a lot about a person, how they treat their dog. Yes. There's something about that. And uh, yeah, so we were in the writing room one day and a friend of mine, a co-writer, Aaron Otier, he had his dog, his service dog in there. And we were talking about different ideas. And um, I recently went through a breakup and had to say goodbye to a dog. And he brought up, he actually brought up the title, That Dog. And he goes, you know, we could talk about all the world is just going to heck, but that dog loves me. And it made me think of the dog I just went through the breakup and had to leave behind. And I was like, could we make it a relationship song? about that dog did love me and um it kind of just fell out it was a very easy song to write and here we are i teamed up with mutt nation hopefully we got some dogs adopted in the process um i teamed up with a couple different humane societies along the way and uh rescue areas or adoption centers i guess would be the name but yeah hopefully we got some dogs uh, adopted and at least got their names out and promoted Fingers crossed. There's nothing better than country music and dogs, and you've combined the two there, haven't you? Yeah. (laughs) Have you seen all the dogs here dressed up? No. Okay, so I just held two pugs with cowboy hats. (laughs) And it's like y'all knew exactly what it was going to take to win me over. And you did it within 10 minutes of getting here. (laughs) There's nothing better. I mean, I even put it on the rider, and y'all listened. I'm waiting for the poodle I put down there too, but there know. are a lot of poodles here. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> um, I've seen because um, obviously you've been opening for Dirk Bentley. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw you taking ice baths. Yeah, <laughs> that's. <laughs> I love an ice bath. I do this every single day. You do. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it, in the UK where it's really cold. <laughs> yeah. Do you just go dive outside? Into I've the got stream? one in the garden, like a little bath full of ice. Oh, and I bet love it looks plunging. nice. Yeah. So, so how long do you go every day? Um, 10 minutes max. I can't okay. beat 10 minutes. Yeah. Pretty much all it took was Dirk said, do you want to try it one day? And I said, sure. And then he told me about all of the male artists. And I was actually talking to Neil Arts about this. I said, I don't really feel much competition when it comes to women because we all are kind of fighting the same fight, you know? But when it comes to the boys, <laughs> oh my God, I have to beat them. So when he was like, well, Travis Denning only did it this long and Park McCollum did this long and Riley Green did this long. I was like, how long would I have to go to set a record for everybody else? And they were like, seven minutes. And I was like, all right, we're doing eight. And anyways, it, it was very cold. Uh, I've never done that before. I'm not a cold person. I can handle extreme heat being from South Georgia. I, it gets below 50 and I feel like I'm gonna pass out. Yeah. So that was a journey. Oh. But honestly, it was sheer pride, sheer pride and crown royal that kept well me done. in that thing. I'm proud of you. Kelly thank Hammock, thank you. you so much for talking to us on Absolute Radio Country. Thank you. If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. It's the place where real music matters, and we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the UK, or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. 